0: Holidays or happy Christmas. Welcome to another episode of Murder Myth and Mystery. Hi, guys. Hello. Hi.
1: How we, are you?
0: We have Eric. Hey there. And we have Pam. Hey. I oh,
2: you
1: said that. Pam.
0: <laughs> I always say Pam like
1: that. Pam. <laughs> she Heart has P. so
0: much disdain for me.
1: The, the substitute, Janine. Jam. Jam.
0: Didn't you tag me in something that said your meanest friends? Only have the best intentions. It was some, something like that.
1: They're the ones who care the most. Lies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Hey, it's good to see you guys. We survived uh, mine and Eric's holiday party last night. Truth. Because right now, for us, it's Christmas Eve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you guys are listening to this on Christmas. Yeah. Feliz Navidad.
1: Shaka-a. Ah,
0: fuck. I forgot that one.
1: Uh-huh. Happy
0: Yule. Happy, yes.
1: <laughs> happy Yule, indeed. Yes.
0: Um. Yeah. So we actually had a smaller party this year because usually we have a huge, ugly sweater party, and it just wasn't filling it. So we had. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we just had a very cozy and intimate um, Christmas PJ party, <laughs> and we saw Eric in his onesie debut. Oh, it's glorious, glorious, and he's wearing it today. <laughs> carried over it's just that comfortable
3: it is it is so just
2: everyone got
0: so drunk that eric just rolled out of bed and we're recording (laughs) yeah i think that's it too that's probably it but our every year we have a theme when we do our white elephant it's always the same theme and it's a boozy or naughty white elephant gift and it gets crazy every year every year is even crazier from the last yes was good times. Yeah. Are you happy with what you got? Oh, I I don't need you to say, but (laughs) I will be. (laughs) You're like, let's wrap this recording up. (laughs) No, but did you guys see, so last
2: week when we recorded, I posted a Facebook memory of the Christmas party from the year before Mm -hmm. and all the corgis in their ugly sweaters. Uh I was
0: so happy that they were dressed up again last night. (laughs)
3: <laughs> um, yes, they
0: they they had their little PJs on too. They got to get into the spirit. Yeah, for sure.
1: They're feeling it. Chris Chrismica Chris in our house. Indeed.
0: Um, something I wanted to tell you, I forgot last time when we were talking about you being a vegetarian, mm-hmm. we have a very active um, Instagram follower and her name, her handle is plant based Jane and it's a vegan like a IG and she has a blog but her food is so good like the pictures are beautiful um Eric and I have made actually a couple of her recipes hmm. like the SpaghettiO one Eric you really like that
1: spaghetti one
0: we did the homemade SpaghettiO oh yeah yeah,
1: yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah that
0: recipe and I can't remember the other one that we did but um I love avocado toast so she puts tomatoes on there and different things I'm like oh that's a good idea but uh you should check it out yeah, I should. Text me or, like... I'll tag you in one of her, her posts. Yeah, something like that. But super yummy food. She's really cute. She loves our podcast. So just want to say hi and thank you for listening.
1: Yes, thank you for listening. She's very active on the page, mm. on the Instagram page.
0: Yeah, and look for a follow from me. I know. I follow her on my, my personal IG account. Yeah. Uh, Something else. Okay, Christmas Eve, do you have any traditions? Mine really, well... I know because my
2: family was shit. But the only thing that I really still do now is um, open a present, one present. And since I don't have any kids,
0: I let my dog open one present. I love it. Yeah. Clemmy. Yes. Um, You also do have a tradition because we were talking about off the air. Last time, I think we were recording, I was mentioning I need to pick up um, Eric's Krampus ornament, which we now have. Oh, yeah. But you were saying that... You have a very set tree.
2: Yeah, it's all wildlife, so things from Alaska and Yellowstone and...
0: Uh, Krampus is wild.
3: Yeah.
1: Very good point. Very, very solid
0: point. So that's busted. Yeah. All right. Maybe I'll have to get one then. We don't have a lot of traditions either. We actually... um, Surprise, surprise, all our listeners. We actually make tacos. (laughs) it's christmas eve tacos or christmas day depending on um when we have the weepy because we have shared joint custody Mm. but uh yeah it ever since he's been teeny 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 it's always been tacos
1: yeah they're nothing special as far as you know they're not like you know put mistletoe in there or anything no it's a basic (laughs) um, (laughs) (laughs) eggnog in the tacos no they're just normal tacos we just have tacos on christmas
0: surprise that's why now I said. you surprise. can eat
2: them out of your taco ceratops <laughs> do you
0: know i haven't used them yet
1: <gasps> well
2: I, shit i'm so sad it's okay i haven't used my secret santa gift yet oh, because okay. it's too nice like when i when i've been drinking wine lately i've been home alone <laughs> well my dog's there so <laughs> but then i don't i'm scared that i'm gonna break it or i want to you know oh have the it corgi per, yeah yeah the corgi i was one. thinking I the one it's...
0: from last night oh <laughs> <laughs> i was like no that can take a lot it just needs battery <laughs> <laughs> the car battery <laughs> oh jeez. it's a plug-in please <laughs> <laughs> there goes pam's power bill <laughs> i don't pay for utility oh man <laughs> sorry danny uh, no, but your Corgi wine glass. Yeah, I get yeah, it. Yeah. I have some. You see them all the time in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. But they're the huge long stem ones. And I'm just afraid to use them. Are you guys happy with your what you got last yes. night? Yes, yes. I I always try to go for the booze. I'm <laughs> oh, shocking. <laughs> Eric goes for the naughty ones. I'm just kidding.
1: I usually go for the booze.
0: Eric usually ends up with. The the funny, naughty ones. Like, one year he got the Christmas Snuggie. The Tuggy. Oh, the Tuggy underwear.
1: It's not even underwear. It's just a sack that goes (laughs) over your junk.
0: Have you heard of Saks underwear?
2: S-A-X-X? No. Okay, I first heard about these from a friend and her husband because we were at a running store. I was getting new running shoes and they sell them. They're, they're boxer briefs, but they have like a pouch for your junk. And apparently they're the most, and I've heard from multiple, like I've actually seen people that I follow on Instagram that are like big, like hikers or runners or whatever, mountain climbing or like rock climbing and... Everybody is like completely in love with these. What would be the benefit? Well,
1: no, it's it's. It, it actually, I can see the benefit a lot because your junk's from, not all the, yeah mangled. Your, your, your nuts <laughs> don't get stuck to things and get bumped <laughs> on things and stuff. They're they're cushioned in it's the like underwear. They're in a, their own little pocket. Eric, yeah.
0: yeah. I feel like you need those. <laughs> Do they have like extra large nut holders? <laughs> oh, all I can think of is. Um,
2: Oh, shit. Oh, I can't think of the movie. Oh, Dr. Strangelove, when the guy is in the bottom of the those things that were on the airplanes.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. The fuel that are in the, in the, in the bombardier thing. Is sure, that what talking is that about? what it's called? I don't and know. they would
2: like shoot and it was like clear. Whatever. I'm fucking
1: that up. I don't know where the fuck you're going it. with Dr. Strangelove. I love Dr. Strangelove. So I'm, I'm... Are
0: you thinking of the porno version? Yeah. <laughs> the... <laughs> <laughs> no dr. <Love> there, <laughs> there is like a
2: plexiglass something on the bottom, on the bottom of, the of the plane that like the a gunners. gunner sits yeah, in
1: not on that plane but yes yes i know what you're talking about
0: oh no
2: yeah way. it is because he says something really funny before they crash
1: <laughs> okay the, or that's when they're not,
2: almost out of fuel
1: that's not dr strange love that's that that's uh uh memphis bell
2: i haven't seen that
1: oh, okay whatever oh, we're gonna have dr. Strangelove yeah, that I know, Slim but there's pickens also, rides the bomb well, down. Yeah. yeah,
2: that's what I'm talking about, it's Slim Pickens in the thing. Yeah,
1: and he drops on the bomb, yeah, he rides the bomb all the way down, yeah. Okay, well, I don't remember the gun. Well, they like
2: almost done. run out of, f- I don't know, there's some they funny were running shit, fuel, but some yeah. funny shit that, ha- some good lines, it's I don't know. It's a great know. movie. I haven't seen it in no a long fantastic movie. I haven't seen
1: Stanley it. Stanley Kubrick. So,
0: yeah, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> back I was, to
2: ball sack I was
0: happy to see that Brandon Dent tried to eat the the chocolate
2: I still have the one I got last year. Well, I got a couple things last year, but the one that I was the most proud of was um, that penis eye sculpture mold. Oh, yeah. <laughs> still haven't used it. It's a little too big.
1: Oh, a little too big. Little
0: too big. <laughs> I mean, I was like, damn. Hey, yeah, not like I've never. That. I've never heard you say that. Not
2: like. <laughs> Not like that. I mean, it's like too big to even fit in
0: my freezer. <laughs> Is that what we're calling it now?
1: <laughs> the freezer? Oh goddamn it!
0: No, it was really fun. There I was, it was a the l-
1: cave of wonders. I don't know.
0: There's ten of us, and like they brought their A game, and it was easier to go through because usually we have like around 30, 40 people, mm-hmm. and it just gets like really boring <laughs> switching out all the gifts. Yeah. Because I'm like, just pick a gift. And they have to walk around the whole room and see what everyone got. So it was a good time. It yeah. was
1: indeed. I Thank enjoyed all coming. the
0: onesies and all that. I know. All the
2: PJs.
0: and. I was sad I didn't get my, uh I told you, though, I did order some um, Hanukkah ones. And yeah. it had a dreidel on the front that said, this is how I roll. <laughs> but it was ripped. Yeah. Frick. Bullshit.
1: She got ripped off. No.
0: No, do not laugh at that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just laughing at
3: Pam's
0: expression because like, she
3: just woke. <laughs> Her eyes well, got I thought there he was it.
2: going with like getting ripped. Like mm. that's where I thought it was going. And then the getting off. Soft. And I was like... <laughs> Oh, that's great! <laughs> <laughs> like I had that light bulb moment above my head.
1: Somebody appreciates my terrible humor.
2: I
0: always
3: oh, here we come
1: <laughs> to the gold speaker, gold, gold member. member, the gold member. Yes, you were the first to call that out. He on does there. it
0: all the time. That's what I said when you're like, "What? No one's
2: going to call." He got a look. I was just like, "Yeah," oh. but he does that stuff all the time, and
0: nobody gives him enough credit for
2: it. Thank
1: you, Pam. Pam,
0: I live with him. <laughs> Like, we're going to. Well, whose on, choice is that? How once, many years now? Once
1: upon a time, she found me funny. Yeah, I don't know when that changed. So. <laughs> no,
2: I feel bad. <laughs> I feel
1: like no, I think because
2: I was, you know, I was with someone for like eight years, and I think the same type of jokes get said
0: enough that you're just like
2: uh, passing on yeah. by it. Like,
1: that's what she said. Not getting that's off on that she exit. Said. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I get it. I
0: well obviously we have communication problem you witnessed that the last episode when i asked him to do something he questioned me back and then 30 minutes later he's <laughs> I like forgot what you was supposed to no go. i didn't i didn't say i don't remember this
2: that's because i'm
1: absent-minded but he
0: acknowledged that he asked the follow-up questions to
2: oh, the first i remember statement. that there was a conversation
1: <laughs> i just don't remember there being specifics to it
0: uh, all right Let's get the show started. Let's
1: get the shit Let's get show this on the road. Oh my
0: God, that's exactly what I was going to say. Jinx-ish.
1: Jinx ish. Jinx. Yeah. Sure. And
0: after this, we're going to start a new Christmas Eve tradition. We're going to watch um, a Christmas horror story that uh, one of our listeners recommended, Brandon. It's on Netflix.
1: We got a couple oh. recommendation, re- recommend, recommendations? recommendations on the page. You're only on your first beer too. I'm like halfway he's, into it, man. He's I'm still
2: drunk from last night.
1: <laughs> oh,
3: me
2: too.
1: Trust me. Oh. All right. Pam. Pam. Take us away. Yeah.
2: So this one's not very long, but it's one that I it was completely new to me. It's not one that, you know, I've ever heard really anything about. So this is a Christmas murder. Well, Christmas Eve. So on December 26th, 2007. Wait. Co- you said Christmas Eve? Yeah, but Just I'm go getting with there. Yeah, yeah. Just go with it. <laughs> She's
1: setting a scene. Okay. <laughs>
2: well, I was. Jesus. <laughs> Mary. And Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget my baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, man. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, so um, a co worker had realized that um, her friend at work didn't show up to work, and that was kind of never happened. So we're in um, Carnation, Washington, which is just about 25 miles outside of Seattle. In fact, I think I drove through this town last Thanksgiving. So she goes over to the house to see, you know, make sure everyone's okay. They're not answering their phones, that kind of thing. They live on a kind of large property, and they have a gate. I don't think it's like a fancy gate. I think it's just like a rural type of gate. And the gate's locked. And so she gets, she walks up to the house and she finds, she's kind of looking through the windows, that kind of thing, finds there's a couple dead bodies in there. So she calls the police, obviously. Um, Investigators swarm the entire property during their investigation the woman's daughter and her boyfriend come up for a christmas visit and they show up at the house and they're confused what's going on you know apparently they weren't confused enough though they didn't ask enough questions and part of the problem too is they lived in a trailer on the same property i think it was 200 yards from the main house but they had been on a christmas road trip so they were just getting back They're Again not asking enough questions they don't seem like they're panicking and I mean there's a lot of people at the scene there's helicopters like all sorts of stuff yeah the King County Sheriff's Office.
1: Have helicopters for two dead bodies? Well, I
2: mean? it's not just two.
1: Oh, um, the plot thickens. And they're
2: trying to find... I mean, the property is so big. They're like, did somebody kill these people and they're hiding out on the property or that kind of thing. So they've got like a helicopter and all that. So they end up questioning the daughter and the boyfriend. So the daughter's name is Michelle Anderson and the boyfriend's name is Joseph McEnroe. And they end up questioning them and within just a few minutes, um, they, the investigators realize, you know, their stories are weird, not really matching up, things aren't quite right, and they get them both to tell the real story after, I mean, hardly any questioning at all. So essentially, they both admitted to the murders and just cop to it right there. Um, when they told the story of what happened, they matched So they knew they weren't lying about, you know, and they didn't match word for word, like somebody who's making up a lie, but the, the chain of events matched. Right. Okay. Right. So here's what happened. So, um, the home was owned by Wayne Anderson and Judy Anderson, the parents, and they, this was on Christmas Eve, 2007, and they were wrapping presents. Um, their son was going to come over. So Michelle's brother son his wife and kids were going to come over and have a little christmas eve get together that kind of thing so mckenro and anderson w- walked into the house mckenro basically while judy the mother was wrapping presents mckenro went up and was um distracting her and michelle tried to shoot her in the head while her gun jammed and so mckenro pulled out a gun and shot the mother and then they killed the father and they dragged their bodies out to the shed out back um they used towels and like carpet remnants and stuff like that to clean up the blood stains so when the investigators first got there they did only see a couple bodies but there were more in the shed and there were some little bodies that they didn't see at first either which we're gonna get to So McEnroe and Anderson knew they were having, like, a little Christmas get-together because, obviously, they were invited also. They live on the property. Um, They're all family, that kind of thing. So after they dragged the bodies to the shed um, and cleaned up a little, they waited for her brother, Scott, to show up with his wife, Erica, and their two small children. Um, When they showed up, they shot Scott pretty quickly, killed him super fast, Essentially as soon as he walked in, they shot him. And the wife, Erica, grabbed a cordless phone and tried to call nine one one. Um, McKenro took it, broke it, <clears throat> smashed it, that kind of thing. And so her kids were six and three. And at this point she didn't know really that the parents were dead because they were out in the shed, right? They just walk in and um, They're
1: being attacked, right? Right,
2: and so Michelle actually, so sorry, Michelle Anderson, the daughter, actually shot the her sister in law twice, but she was still able to get to that phone to call nine one one. So the nine one one call happened after the wife was shot. Um, so he, so again, the boyfriend McEnroe took the phone, smashes it, that kind of thing. So then the wife Erica is basically huddled in a corner protecting her kids, surrounding them. Um, again, they're six and three, six-year-old girl, three-year-old boy. Um, so she's huddling and she says, you don't have to do this. And the boyfriend McEnroe says, yes, we do. And shoots her in the head. So the kids are sitting there scared to death. Um, the three-year-old had picked up the batteries from the phone and was kind of I don't know exactly what he was doing, but when they found him, he had those in his hands still. Mm. So, what they did with the kids, apparently, is... Because, again, they confessed to all of this, right? And so, they did end up also shooting the kids. Kenro shot them both. So, uh, apparently, for Anderson killing the kids was just too much so she had mckenro do it um and when when they were asked well why did you have to shoot the kids they said two, you know they said two things a they didn't want there to be any witnesses um they said you know they would be able to identify us but then also they said they didn't want them to grow up having seen all that and live with that so watching their parents Slaughtered right in front so of them they're So doing they're doing the idea to, Of
1: giving them a favor by, Yeah by
2: Yeah Which is such a <clears throat> Cop out way Of like trying to Justify Justify it Yeah So I guess McEnroe Even like he When he shot the little boy The three year old He was making eye contact With him And said I'm sorry And then Ugh. Shot him in the head Yeah It's horrible So they killed So total of six people So her parents her brother and sister-in-law, and their two kids.
0: Disgusting.
2: It really is. And so they took off. They decided they were going to go to Canada and run away. And they I don't know how far north they got, but they didn't make it. They decided to turn around and go down to Oregon. So they drove up toward Canada. (laughs) I know. (laughs) So they drove up toward Canada, and then they drove, south
1: probably realized that they forgot their passports or something like that
2: yeah something stupid and assuming they had them i mean she she worked she was like a clerk and the boyfriend was unemployed um and they weren't paying rent on on the property and that kind of thing and so they drove down to oregon and then decided to go back and pretend like they were never there they had no idea so when they got back That was on December 26th.
1: Oh, so that's when they pulled up. Yep.
2: So in that two-day span, they had went up toward Canada, went down to Oregon, and back to the house. And they were going to just try to pretend like nothing
1: happened. Hey, we just got back. What's going on? Yeah. Right.
2: So they end up getting arrested, and they they end up getting charged, each with six counts of murder. Good. Um, actually aggravated murder sorry um, when they asked Michelle why she did it she said she was tired of everybody stepping on her so apparently she was upset with her parents and her brother and that in her mind the ultimatum was fix these problems by Christmas Eve or I'm gonna kill everybody and we don't know if she ever said that to them because they're all dead right right, right? nobody to
1: corroborate yeah
2: so we have no idea if she actually said said that but we we know that you know that's what was going and the, through her the, well
1: and obviously her boyfriend or husband or whatever he boyfriend. is boyfriend i mean he's okay oh yeah let's do this
0: right yeah so there's that question janine and i ask how do you find that kindred spirit
1: right there's somebody for everybody about. seriously Murdered. yeah
0: so
2: um if you guys remember, the the sister-in-law, Erica, made a 911 call. Right. Well, because McKenro smashed the phone, he didn't think it went through, but it did. And it was just playing until he was able to smash the phone. But um, they said that it sounded like people were arguing at a party. So, they didn't hear the gunshots or anything oh. like that. It just sounded like a party. Like so, it rit- didn't
0: trigger something to go out and get well, it they
2: checked. but they did go out. Oh, okay. So, it, they said it just sounded like people at a party, a little bit of arguing. And so, they went out and checked, but because the gate was locked, uh, they didn't go through it and actually go up to the house. Uh, Which, you know, uh, mixed feelings on. Like, it's your property. The gate's locked.
1: For a reason, right? right?
2: You know, some people say, well, could you have... possibly stopped it but at that point by the time they got out there pretty much they were all dead at that point so the only thing actually going in would have done is catch mckenro and anderson sooner Uh, but it wouldn't have prevented any of the carnage
1: right because at that point all the kids everybody was already dead right
2: right and um anderson when they left she had actually closed and locked the gate so she was already gone they were already gone By the time the sheriffs went out to check.
1: Oh, wow. It took them that long. Because, I mean, they dragged the bodies. Well,
2: but they only dragged the parents' bodies. They left the other four where they
1: were. Got it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Gotcha.
2: You know, they didn't... when When they showed back up to the scene, they didn't seem, like, alarmed or even, like, that curious. And so... Of course, they were interviewed, like I said earlier, and then ultimately arrested. Um, What they originally told investigators was that they were on their way to Vegas to get married and had stopped by to surprise her parents.
1: That's Mm -hmm. a long damn drive from Seattle area to Vegas.
2: I know. You'd think, I mean, most places you can, it doesn't take that long to get a marriage license. Like, yeah, yeah. Hmm. um yeah so really it i mean again she was already gone they would have probably been able to try to find them sooner but other than that it really wouldn't have done anything so um so during like the trial and all that so this happened in 2017 um nobody even got convicted or anything until or sorry this happened in 2007 (laughs) yeah it was like sorry sorry (laughs) And then I hit the mic. (laughs) I didn't want to correct you again because you told me earlier. (laughs) (laughs) No. Yeah. Sorry. My bad. Uh, 2007. And then nobody, neither of them were actually convicted until 2015 and 2016. It
1: took seven and eight years to.
2: Yeah. And the reason for that is because so when they were arrested initially, Anderson, you know, she said they had been um like her brother owed her some money and was supposed to fix the car her car and she was mad at her parents because they had asked her and the boyfriend to start paying rent um and she didn't want to so you know apparently there was some stuff going on financially between that whole family um, but you know, as the indictments went on and that kind of thing, Anderson actually said in jail, like in or not in jail, um, in well, yeah, in jail. But in an actual statement to the court, that she wanted to be put to death because she felt like that was the only um, appropriate punishment for what she had done.
1: So she had some remorse,
0: as she should. Uh, she yeah. killed her brother, her parents, her niece, her
2: niece and and nephew nephew. okay yeah sister-in-law yeah it's awful so in Washington when you have aggravated first-degree murder there's only two possible punishments life in prison without parole or being put to death so one of the main reasons why it took so long to actually convict is because um, the main prosecutors with Anderson we're really going back and forth actually with both of them really on whether or not they would pursue the death penalty um because you know Anderson was like yeah I want to be put to death blah 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 apparently her attorneys changed her mind eventually so then she's like wait no and um McEnroe kind of did the same thing um he tried to work like a Not a plea deal, but his lawyers talked him into pleading guilty and hopefully that would make them not pursue the death penalty. So it wasn't an actual plea deal, but they were just hoping if he gave a full confession and pled that way that they wouldn't go for it. But the prosecutor said they're not going to dictate their own punishments, right? It's not up to them to decide how they're going to be punished.
3: Hmm
1: so
2: a lot of that back and forth a lot of hearings and all that sort of stuff um anderson's lawyer said she was mentally ill and shouldn't face the death penalty even though she was saying no i'm not like i did this i it was premeditated you know all that kind of thing so all the way again in 2015 during all of the stuff that was coming out, um, Kenro tried to say that he was, like, abused as a child from his mother and her boyfriends and all that. Um, essentially kind of anything trying to not get put to death. It's always like right. somebody
1: else's fault, it's a sympathy right?
0: sympathy
2: card. Exactly. I mean, plenty of people have been abused by their parents and don't end up killing someone, right? Like, so many people have horrible, shitty childhoods and mm-hmm. don't do that. So, so March 25th, 2015, McEnroe, the boyfriend, he's convicted of all six counts of aggravated first degree murder. Um, And then a few months later, he's sentenced to life in prison without parole. Um, And then the next year, uh, March 4th, 2016, Anderson is um, convicted of the same six counts aggravated murder. And then her sentence is also the same life in prison without the possibility of parole.
1: How do you spell his name?
2: M.C.A. Capital E N R O E.
1: Okay, I'm just wondering if it's McEnroe or McEnroe, like the tennis player. But
2: oh, maybe.
1: I don't know. I mean, Tech Mc- McEnroe sounds.
2: I don't know if a tennis curious, player like named if you're McEnroe. Like, I know him. <laughs>
1: oh, dude, yeah. <laughs> oh, I went to high school with that dude. Dude, yeah,
2: that guy. Yeah. So ultimately, they still don't know of real motive. Like, it's one thing to kill your parent because you're pissed about all that, but then the they waited for the husband or for the brother and his wife and kids to come over like after they had put the bodies in the shed um mm-hmm. you know clear i mean it wasn't it wasn't like a crime of passion no,
1: it's whatever. premeditated totally, murder totally yeah.
0: totally and if it was just against the brother like they were saying that he owed them money then then just harm him Wait for him. Like there was no reason
1: to do well because of the whole no witnesses thing. Right, Right, but
0: then wouldn't you if
2: you're if you're pre I don't know. This is what makes me think it's not like we don't really know the full motive because if it if it's that premeditated to where they go and get guns, they make up these stories. They come, you know, they kill the parents, hide their bodies, whatever. If it's that premeditated, couldn't you wait for a time when your brother was by himself so there weren't the witnesses?
1: they just didn't care
2: that yeah that's what i'm saying like do we really know nobody really knows if that's what you know was actually going through their heads right so hey that and actually that was exactly 10 years ago today because it's
0: christmas eve oh yeah oh wow i didn't even think about that
1: 2007 wow
0: way to bring us down even more <laughs> damn
2: it's okay um, Seymour is using my foot as a pillow yeah. so that always makes anybody feel him. better
1: he does it all the time and I absolutely love no, it no
0: it's special to me oh, oh. <laughs> yes I've never seen that before it is corgis,
1: corgis make wonderful foot warmers
0: they corgis make really do. wonderful pets yes they do family members
1: indeed hairy little family members Mm-hmm. Very, very hairy family members. Very well. Thank yeah. you, Pam. Thanks, You're welcome. Pam. Yeah, that's a sad and you know weird little story, but at least justice was found.
2: Yeah, and and it's called the Carnation Murders. In case anybody wants to the Carnation Murders. Yeah. All right, because it was in Carnation, Washington.
0: Cool.
1: Well, thank you. You're welcome, Mary.
0: Sorry, I got wine hiccups over here. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I have myth, but before I go into that, I am going to go over some random facts about Christmas. This is for Eric and his
1: useless (laughs) (laughs) trivia
0: knowledge. Paul McCartney earns nearly half a million dollars every year for his Christmas song. And another fun fact to piggyback on top of that, Many critics regard this as his worst song ever. Simply
3: having a
0: wonderful Christmas, Christmas time.
2: I, it really is a terrible song. I love that song. It's I'm catchy. not going to lie. Oh, it's catchy. It reminds as hell. me of working re- at a retail job. I like, uh, um, and it would be on like the music in the holidays. You know, uh, I hated working uh, retail the, the, during the Christmas. The
1: tune is catchy as hell, but when you listen to the lyrics, retail. No, oh, the only okay, song fine. that's got a stupider line I than any of those is the beach boys okay which i love the, the the beach boys i have the beach boys christmas album right over here in my collection you are, are not gonna shit on little saint nick little saint nick <laughs> <laughs> because of the stupid line where he says christmas comes this time each year of course it comes this time each year come on <laughs> it, it never changes it's the same okay fucking day. i
0: love christmas music like love it yeah uh we were playing a game one time where it uh, it was kind of a challenge off where you were.
1: Oh my god! Going
0: against other players to name a Christmas song, <laughs> and once I got the card, everyone's like, "Fuck, no, we just withdraw."
3: I'll on just this forfeit one. now. Yeah. yeah, winning.
0: I never really like put that lyric together <laughs> until Eric <laughs> pointed out, and now every time I hear it, I'm like, "Damn it, why did you ruin that?"
1: That and I always hear the line on uh, "Rocking Around the Christmas Tree." early in, in the song she says uh, later we'll have some pumpkin pie Ugh. but the way i hear it at the neck now everybody that's hearing this whenever they hear it it sounds like she says later we'll have some fucking pie Ooh. yeah <laughs> So, yeah now whenever i hear that later we'll have some fucking pie yeah anyway
2: all right <laughs> i have an issue with a christmas song
1: which one is it the wham one no. <laughs> that song is perfection. It is pretty it great. Is. Last Christmas. Anyway, what's, what what?
2: Um when they now because I've had a few beers and I'm uh. having a brain fart, but they talk about um roasting Chess- marshmallows. Ch- Chess- oh, and toasting something else and I'm like, "No bitch, you toast marshmallows. And you roast the nuts." Yeah. Right. Other way around. And they rhyme, you could interchange them roast and toast? in the song. Mm. Anyway, Damn. That's
0: my little rant. <laughs> okay, thank you.
1: Chestnuts.
0: Can I have my soapbox
3: back? <laughs> <I'm just saying. laughs> Always.
0: All right. The next one is nearly all of the most popular Christmas songs, including uh, Chestnuts Roasting, Winter Wonderland, and I'm Dreaming of a White Christmas, are written by Jewish people.
1: Indeed. Ooh. As is Spirit in the Sky, that great song from the 60s. <laughs> Very true. Norman Greenbaum. <laughs> mm-hmm. in
0: japan the traditional meal at christmas is kfc this is thanks to a successful marketing campaign about 40 years ago kfc is so popular that customers must place their christmas orders two months <gasps> in advance and actually um our friend emily was it emily yeah. or was it dave it was ems yeah not ems it nah, was emily,
3: emily
0: Yeah. told us this on uh the enough about you episode that she did Every December in St. John's, Newfoundland, people parade the streets wearing creepy masks, fake horse heads, and their underwear on the outside. (laughs) (laughs) The spectacle is all um, part of the Mummers Festival, which celebrates a once-banned centuries-old tradition called mummering, I'll give you guys more details because it's pretty <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Pam's size. are like, You can't hip. leave it at that. So, I need to know more. <laughs> so around 1819, this pretty bizarre and awesome tradition started up. During the Christmas season, people would disguise their identities using like a, a hodgepodge mismatch of whatever household items you had at your house and traveled door to door to neighbors' homes. Neighbors would invite them in for impromptu parties with food and drinks, all while attempting to identify the masked visitor in their house. <gasps> that sounds so much fun. Like and so much fun! once an identity was determined, the mask would come off, but you could still stay for
1: parties. And then you got murdered.
0: <laughs> That's kind of how it would go. Uh, the world's tallest snowman title belongs to the residents of Maine. It was built in 1999 and stood 113 feet.
1: Holy wow!
0: shit. Give us an idea. Wait, Eric. what year? 1999.
1: Okay. Uh, I mean, well, 119 feet. I mean, that's like a 10 story building, 11 story building.
0: 113. Yeah.
1: That's pretty tall. That's huge. Wow. Yeah.
0: Okay. I have a few more. Santa Claus once upon a time wore blue, green and white. Those were just random suit colors or clothing, robes, whatever he had on. Mm -hmm. His traditional red suit and his bowl full of jelly actually came from a 1930s ad by Coca-Cola. Yeah. That's how we picture him now.
1: That's what Hyde was Uh mentioning, yeah.
0: Now, the image of Santa Claus flying in a sleigh actually started in 1819 and was dreamt up by the same author who created...
1: Twas the. the night before Christmas. No, ah.
0: the headless horseman. Ooh. Oh really? Washington or Washington Irving? Irving.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh. All right.
0: Here is a question for you both. Can you guess the most recorded Christmas song? Most recorded? The most recorded Christmas song. One uh. guess each. So think about it. Do do. I'm gonna do, go
1: do, with. Do, do, do. Uh, oh, Christmas tree.
0: Okay, final answer. Pam. Most recorded Christmas song.
1: I want to change my answer. No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh Jingle Bells. Ooh, I'll give you a fact about jingle bells in a second. I just know. Oh. It's actually Silent Night. I was Night. gonna say
1: Silent Night when I was
0: changing my mind. <laughs> it has over 733. Uh, recordings wow. as its official copyright of 1978. So, since 1978, it's been recorded 733 times. Oh,
1: just in the last 40 years? Yeah. Jesus.
0: The song was actually written in 1815, 1816. Yeah, it's a German song. I think it's
1: 1816.
0: Yeah. So, one of my favorite facts I came across was Rudolph almost didn't have a red nose. At the time, a red nose was a sign of chronic alcoholism.
1: Well, that's why the old oh, cartoons always had mm-hmm. yeah, that. The drunk had the red nose. Yeah.
0: And Montgomery Ward thought he would look like a drunkard. So, written by Robert L. May, Rudolph made his first appearance in a 1939 booklet written by and published by Montgomery Ward, which is a department store. Yeah. Yeah. So, Jingle Bells was actually a Thanksgiving song and was originally called Dashing Through the Snow.
2: Huh, But there the, is a dashing through the snow. No, uh, that's
1: part of Jingle Bells. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah, I was snow. like,
0: no. So yeah. the original title was Dashing Through the Snow, and it was a, a popular Thanksgiving song. Somehow it got transferred to just the title of Jingle Bells Is now a popular Christmas song. Mm,
2: I like Dashing Through the Snow
1: better. I like Batman smells.
2: <laughs>
0: Robin laid an egg. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. So those are my random facts. Thank now, you. Now I'm going to go into my myth. So in America, the primary Christmas players are Santa Claus, mm-hmm. his reindeers, mm-hmm. and Frosty the snowman, right? We'll call mm-hmm. it. Meh. Yeah. Meh. Sure. What about Jesus?
1: Nah, he has no place in Christmas. <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh boy. <laughs> Jesus, leave Jesus out of Christmas.
0: <laughs> that's why we have Xmas. Actually, I know.
1: I have X Manus. That's, that's
2: not different. Xing it out. I know. Okay. I'm just kidding. I, but tell people, fam. Um it's oh shit was it greek or i think it was roman it was the old x's were the way that they would identify christ essentially and so it's not xmas like we're getting rid of that oh, no. it's
0: a
3: shortened it's abbreviation christmas. for christmas Oh
1: really i always thought it was just kind of a thing on like like crisscross kind of thing that it was kind of playing Chris on that, so that's interesting. Ju- jump, but jump ju- right, but yeah. the huge
0: thing was, is when you say Xmas, people think you're taking Christ out taking of Christmas. Chris, taking Christ yeah. out of Chris But out of it. It, it doesn't
1: mean that at all. You're just putting Greek it still just Greek Christmas. Christ into mm-hmm. Christmas is yeah. what you're doing. Okay.
0: So around the world, there's a lot of other notable characters, and actually in Eastern Eastern Europe, there is a ton. There are a number of characters associated with Christmas, as we've learned. Not all of them are very nice. We have the Yule Lads. We have Hans Trap and the most popular one, Krampus.
1: That's my boy.
0: <laughs> so now it's time to talk about another terrifying character that comes out around Christmas time. Uh, I'm going to tell you guys about my homegirl, Frau Purchase. <gasps> <gasps> oh. <laughs> I'm so
3: glad
2: you're doing her. Also known
1: <laughs> as the Christmas Witch. <laughs> oh, first of all, so, Mary was having so much trouble with this name on here. So,
0: Well, I always look up the name, so I make sure, like, I pronounce them correctly. Not like me and you. all.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but
0: I was doing videos, you know, like, I'll mm-hmm. try to pull up, like, especially, like, news videos. So, you know, they usually have their shit together. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, oh, okay, so it's and I'm like oh it's uh, you know because it was like a hard K or a hard Ch or a hard <laughs>
1: some hard of them, so term. some of them will be like oh it's Pershta and she's like oh that's easy enough Pershta and I'm like I'm pretty sure it's like Perkta. and so she's like oh, what? so she's like no this one said pershta and then immediately two seconds later somebody's like yeah so the kid will be like oh yeah I'm Pershta and then this old German lady will be like and the part yeah um, <laughs> So it,
0: it's a it's a movie I'll tell you guys about later But it was so funny because Eric was laughing. I finally got, I was like, oh, okay, it's Perchta. Oh, okay. So they're like, oh, do you know the story of Frau Percha? And then it like cuts to another as trailers do. And then as Eric said, it's like a. Perchta. And I was like,
1: fuck. (laughs) (laughs)
0: And then
1: then she tries to roll it like it's Spanish. I do. I try to
0: do this, the hard R.
1: Perchta.
0: Okay, let's not fuck up the pronunciation. So do we know what it actually is? Well, if
1: it's German, it should be Perchta.
0: I'm going to say Perchta because that's what. Mainly I saw on the videos. For her
1: to pronounce. (laughs) You
0: know, I'm just going to call her Frau. Do it. (laughs)
1: Which I automatically think of Austin Powers. Oh, yeah. uh,
0: Okay. Uh, Frau (laughs) Farbissina. So the description of her varies. Some say she's tall, beautiful, pale, and wore a white robe. Other tales describe her as a Krampus-like beast or even having two faces. One she would show to good little children and the other face was for the naughty children, meaning Frau rewards the the kind and generous, then punishes the lazy liars and greedy. As the folklore goes, Frau roams the countryside at midwinter during the 12 nights of Christmas and Epiphany, uh, especially on the 12th night. She would enter the homes that had children and young servants. If they had been good, she would leave a small silver coin in their sh- uh, shoe or their cleaning pail. But, oh, if they were bad, she would slit open their bellies, remove all their insides, and then replace it with garbage. Yes. Now, some lore says it was rocks and hay, but I like garbage.
1: Wow, okay.
0: So don't be naughty. What if I'm already made of garbage?
1: Right, all the crap that I eat, it's pretty much already garbage in there.
0: (laughs) So anyways, that's the story of Frau Percha. Now there is a movie that was released this year about her. It's called 12 Deaths of Christmas, or in some areas it's called Mother Krampus. It came out in October, so check it out. It's got three stars on Rotten Tomatoes. (laughs)
1: Ooh. <laughs> wow. So that's it. huh that that's Frau percha. That's percha. Percha.
0: <laughs> I'm going off the different variations they called her.
1: Well, thank you for telling us about the Frau
0: You're welcome. Be good.
1: <laughs> Which again, I I can't help but think of Austin Powers.
3: Love Scotty! it.
1: Scotty! <laughs> <And, laughs> thank you, Mary. Mm-hmm. All right, that pulls me up here with mystery. By the time you read this, we should be dead. Oh. Jarrett is about to go to jail, and I don't want to live without him. I'm sorry about living apart from our family. I'm sorry about so many things. We've had a sad and difficult life. That was a letter that would mark the dead end to a long, sad investigation. But first, we need to go back to 1977. 1977. Susan Klingle and her boyfriend, Jarrett Betterson, had been together for a few years, and the couple had a cute little two-year-old daughter named Nicole. They struggled like any young family, getting by in the woodsy town of Dearborn, Michigan, which is not too far from Detroit. One of the biggest points of contention was the fact that Susan's family didn't much care for Jarrett. He blamed it on the fact that he was African American and she was white. There was also the fact that her parents blamed him for Susan's drug use, which as far as I can tell was mostly just smoking weed. On Labor Day of 1977, the three of them were driving when their car lost control and rolled several times, throwing Susan from the vehicle and killing her, but Jarrett and little Nicole were not harmed. Investigators found marijuana in the car and tried to charge Jarrett with vehicular homicide but apparently the police did a poor job with the investigation and had no choice but to not charge him. Well, it didn't take long for Jarrett to get back into the market, because he quickly started dating a woman named Barbara, and the pair decided to start a new life out west. Shortly before Christmas, they took Nicole to go say goodbye to her maternal grandparents, Bill and Mary Klingel. They cried as they said goodbyes and became concerned when Jarrett wouldn't tell them where they were moving to. He told some friends they were going to las vegas but others said it was california either way he wouldn't tell anybody exactly where they were going that was the last contact they would have with jared or nicole almost 20 years later in 1997 the Klingels decided that they should try to track down nicole and invite her to come meet her grandparents after all she was just a toddler the last time she saw them So, they hired a private investigator, and it didn't take long at all to track Jarrett down. He was living in a poor area of Las Vegas, and was now married to Barbara. There was one problem, though. Nicole was nowhere to be found. There was absolutely no record of her living anywhere after they had left Michigan. Though Jarrett was certainly collecting and cashing the Social Security checks that Nicole was owed for having a deceased parent up until her 18th birthday. The PI reached out to Detective Jeff Rosgen in Las Vegas to see what he could find out. Missing persons cases in Las Vegas can be quite the challenge. People come and go on the whim. A missing person for almost 20 years could be an even greater challenge, but Rosgen agreed to take a look into it. He also did his own digging into Nicole by searching family court, school, police, and driver's license records, but again, nothing. Things were looking bleak. Now, suspecting the worst, Detective Rosgen decided to try something a bit unorthodox. He went to Jarrett's home and knocked on the door. That part isn't so unorthodox. But when Jarrett answered the door with the chain still on, Rosgen told him, "I know what happened to your daughter. It will be easier on you if you tell us the whole story." He was bluffing, of course. He had no idea what had happened to Nicole. Jarrett was visibly shaken by this, and promised the detective that he would get back to him in a week or so. He then sat back down in his motorized wheelchair and closed the door. Both Jarrett and Barbara were apparently in poor poor health these days, as was evidenced by the wheelchair which he needed as a result of a bus accident. They were only 49 and 50 years old respectively, but were both on several medications. Four days later, Jarrett called Detective Roskin and told him he would cooperate. He told him to give him a few weeks, and he would set up a meeting with Nicole. Ten days later, he called again and said he needed some more time. Just after Thanksgiving, Roskin called Jarrett to find out what was taking so long, but no one answered. After that, nothing. A few weeks later, just before Christmas, their landlord entered their apartment. He had placed several eviction notices on their door the past couple weeks for failure to pay rent, and went in assuming that they had just left. Instead, though, he came across a grisly scene. Barbara was dead from two shots to the chest from a twenty two caliber rifle. She was found laying on the bed, uh, which was made, clutching a Bible and a cross, and a single red rose was placed on her chest. Jarrett had apparently shot her and then went into the other bedroom covered himself in a blanket, and shot himself in the head. At first, this was treated as a murder-suicide. That is, until the police received a call from Jarrett's mother, Joni Betterson. Joni had gone to retrieve her mail, just like any other day, but right after Christmas, she received a letter from Barbara. The letter included the quote I read at the beginning of this tale, By the time you read this, we should be dead. Jarrett is about to go to jail, and I do not want to live without him. I am sorry about living apart from our family. I am sorry about so many things. We have had a sad and difficult life. We had hoped our troubles would never touch our families, so we kept to ourselves. We have tried to follow God. Now it's about time for Him to judge us. Go to your Bibles to see peace and please forgive us for all the wounds that we have put in your hearts with our tragic and youthful blunders." Also included in the envelope was a money order. For $900 from funds the pair had scraped together. They asked that it be used to pay for their cremations and that they be placed in the same urn. Nowhere in the letter did they say anything about the fate of Nicole. It is assumed that something must have happened shortly after their trip from Michigan, resulting in her death, though the police are not ruling out the idea that they abandoned her somewhere to be found and raised by someone else. Twenty years later, police are no closer to solving this case. Nicole would be 42 now. If anyone has tips or knowledge about the fate of Nicole Betterson, please contact the Las Vegas Police Department at 702-229-3111. And we'll also be sure to post that info on our social media pages.
0: That's crazy. That's sad. Yeah. Bizarre. Yeah. Oh, they did the right thing. and like.
1: Dropped her off at a fire station yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's a sad story. I mean, back in the 70s, though, I mean, there really wasn't anything like that. Yeah, that's like what that. I
0: mean. You're, usually the hospital would be the
1: place. Maybe. Maybe, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, there's absolutely no records of her after she left, after they left Michigan. I don't know. But, obviously, guilt got the best of them in the end here. Once, they, you know, once the police were yeah, closing so in. Yeah, something, obviously. Right. But they'll never know. The only people who know are dead.
0: Which makes me think that maybe also Nicole is.
1: Right. But they're not ruling anything out. I mean, but the last time anybody saw her, she was two years old. So they have no idea what she looks like, obviously, these days.
2: Well, there's like no mention of her at all in that letter, right? Right. No. So it almost makes me think that she was gone, mm -hmm. at least from their lives, way before that was even written. Before
1: they even got to Vegas, it sounds like to me. Yeah, I mean, there's she never went to school in Vegas. They, you know, this if the PI searched all sorts of records and couldn't find anything, uh, any records of her. So the police did a, you know, like I said the family courts and everything else to see if there was anything, and they couldn't find anything either. So it sounds like she had just never made it there. Yeah, one way or another. So now the Betterson, or not the Betterson, but uh, yeah, you know, the the Klingel parents not only lost their daughter but they lost their granddaughter as well. Yeah. yeah. So terrible. Yeah. Again, if anybody has any word, we'll be posting the phone uh, the phone number for Las Vegas Police Department if anybody knows anything at all about that case. But to uh, so it's at this point it is a cold case. So. Well, thank you. You're welcome.
0: Yeah, that was way to bring us down on Christmas right.
1: Eve. I know. Wah, wah, wah. It's
0: time to open a present each.
1: <laughs> I think so.
0: Start our movie and eat.
1: <laughs> I'm sad that that uh, you know Pam is a, is a very good substitute here, but without Janine. We're not going to be able to do our tradition that we keep trying to start up of watching Die Hard, having a Die Hard marathon. Oh, I know you
0: guys want to do it again. Uh, uh,
2: can I make a confession?
1: Please tell me that you're not going to say you've never seen Die Hard.
0: That is what I'm going to say.
2: Oh, man. Okay, I guess we're not
0: watching the Christmas horror story. It's Die Hard.
2: I have told you many times. I have not. There are many movies I haven't seen that I should have.
1: There's two types of people in this world. <laughs> Those that believe that Die Hard is a Christmas movie and those that are wrong.
2: I was gonna say, did you see that poll that just came out? And no. they said I don't I didn't read it, I just it was like clickbait on Facebook. But oh, yeah. some it was like the debate's over, the people have voted Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. That's
1: bullshit. It is a Christmas movie. It is a Christmas movie.
2: Gremlins is my favorite Christmas movie. Oh, I had so much fun watching that a few weeks ago at Broovies. I know. I'm so sad. I, I think not get to do, go. They do those free movies so
0: late. I have a job, you know.
1: Did you see that Chris Hardwick has Ouch. a Gremlin set up in front of his tree?
0: <laughs> I do, too. I have a I job. know. I'm just saying I have a morning, early start job. Mm. Yours is I used afternoon. to. I used
2: to go to work at 4 a.m.
0: Gross. I yeah, know. that is
1: gross. But uh,
2: what, hey what about chris hardwick sorry oh, i used yeah. to love that show he was on on mtv
1: oh she's the dating show yeah
2: like singled, oh. out. Wow, yes, singled out yes singled out with jenny yes, mccarthy yes and all before of that. she went psycho as he right. just
0: blew all our listeners
2: ears oh, right. <laughs>
0: right. i'm very excited
1: so obviously he's a big time nerd doing you know the talking dead and all of that stuff nerdist podcast yeah i was gonna
2: say yeah
1: which is fantastic i love but his podcast. yeah his, he posted a picture of his tree in his house and he's got a dalek in his doorway there um and then he but he's got the, the little stripper or the the prostitute looking oh yeah uh, gremlin. uh she's from, from the, the bar
0: too that's just a typical day outfit no there's one
1: in the there's first, one grandma. in the
2: first
0: one when they're in the bar i thought there's the lady who's sitting at the poker table There's
1: the one wearing the leopard yeah that's print. part two oh, okay. yeah She's got the lipstick on Don't and everything. Don't come at
0: me with gremlin knowledge. <laughs> you, guys, you guys have a little Christmas, a little gizmo here. Yeah.
1: We do have a little gizmo. Yeah.
0: He sings the Christmas song too.
1: And he's adorable.
2: I think it'd be really cool to get a gremlins tattoo.
1: Our dogs hate gizmo. They They really dislike gizmo quite a bit.
2: Well, he's... Giving Louie the stink eye right now. <laughs> He's totally giving Louie some so side eyes. is <laughs> staring back at him. You can
0: get him, Lou. Okay, guys, again, we hope you have a Merry Christmas. Meki
1: Kaliki Maka.
0: Feliz Navidad. Mm-hmm.
1: Anything I don't have any others. I don't know. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Kwanzaa. I- I'm not sure when Kwanzaa is. I think, I think it's,
2: it's come... right after Christmas. Yeah, I
1: think you're right. Happy Boxing Day to our folks up in Canada and oh, the I'm UK. I'm excited about oh, man. that day. I would love to become. a Starting Canadian. tomorrow, I would love to become. Are a you Canadian. taking? <laughs>
0: Are we going to set you up with someone in Canada? Maybe
1: let's oh, do it. They're very polite. Oh,
2: so I can just move up there? Yeah. Yeah. Sure, eh?
1: Eh. <laughs> you're used to the cold. Hey, I grew
2: up in Alaska. Same was, thing. Yeah. We would get people asking if they took if we took American dollars.
1: In Alaska,
2: <laughs> yeah, that is uh, we amazing. Are we like... are part of the United States.
1: Yeah, you're like yeah. I should do a
2: mini-sode on Alaska Myth sometime what because, if... like, we would get questions like, "What you? How do you guys have internet? Like, don't you live in an igloo? Like,
1: don't you live in? You an have igloo? a car?
2: Like, yeah. don't you? Everybody just
1: gets around by snowmobile there
2: or dog dog sleds? Dog
1: sleds? Yeah, yeah, and
0: <clears throat> it's snow machine."
1: Oh, that's right. I forgot. There's snow machines, mm-hmm. right?
0: Well, we were watching a show not too long ago, and I think I brought this up on one of your mini-sodes where I didn't realize they have, like, uh, toilet collectors. The potty collectors, like, you use the bucket. Oh, they
1: pick up the, the buckets. Oh. Right. They, they put the... They, everybody poops in like, in a big bag or whatever. That was up in that, the, the little town that you were talking about, the, the, the furthest north town up there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Whatever that's called.
2: Uh, Well, they just changed the name back to the Native Alaskan name, and I can't pronounce it, but it was called Barrow. Yeah, Barrow. Thank you. Yes. Which is right now currently in 30 days of darkness.
1: Right. Oh, it just started, huh? So the vampires are out. mm -hmm. The equinox uh, or the the solstice just, uh, yeah, it's rearing up here for them. Okay.
2: Yeah, that'll be halfway, and then the sun will rise again.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Good times. So yeah, we were watching some shows, and there were somebody was taking like a day shift thing of working on this to see what it was like. But yeah, the, the guy goes around and people leave their their waste bags out on the, the front steps or whatever, and somebody has to go around and pick them up.
2: Yeah, I lived in I lived in a real town though, in so we town. had toilets that flush and sewer systems. <laughs> a real town. and like garbage men. Although we don't have we didn't have the bins. There they have them now, but you would just. Put your garbage bags on the curb, and they can come pick, pick them up. up right. If the ravens didn't get to them That's first, I was
1: going to say, yeah, the animals that would, would that would attract animals. I would think so. I yeah,
2: s- There's a lot of resources up there, though, for them. Oh. So, it, for black bears, yeah, it's a really big problem in Southeast Alaska and Southern Alaska, like South Central, but not South
3: Central, <laughs> south- <laughs> <laughs> like Anchorage Eat-
2: <south>, Eat- <laughs> and stuff, in Southeast Alaska, but. In my town, it wasn't... I mean, we had bears sometimes, but they usually wouldn't come into town.
1: Man, there was that whole thing everybody putting around of that, that starving polar bear. And I kept trying to avoid it everywhere. I kept saying, like, can't. oh, you need to watch this video. And I'm like, I don't want to see this. Okay, and then, like, it was, like, right on my it. face on another thing. I was scrolling through. I'm like, come on. Jeez.
2: Yeah. Well, Well, I mean... the regardless of global warming though animals die like that all the time oh
1: right yeah things happen yeah right
2: and people got pissed that they can't they were just filming and not feeding it um
1: it's nature it's illegal to feed
2: a polar bear in canada pretty sure everywhere really but you can't just go feed a polar bear and then what are you gonna do like throw it a fucking cheeseburger like you would have to get a ton (laughs) oh i'd fight it back I could throw down. You know, how to,
1: you know how to throw down against a polar bear? Mm, yeah. They're the biggest damn bear. She's scrappy. I am hella scrappy.
2: I'd have
0: money on that one for
1: sure.
2: It would at least be, enter- I mean, I would die, but it would be entertaining all the way to the That's why
1: Mary wants to go. She wants to go hug a bear.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. Sh- shut up. hey okay, guys. <laughs> say bye. <laughs> bye.
1: Bye. Happy have a great the day. End of
0: 2017. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. Shoot. Next time we talk to you guys, it'll be 2018. I'll be damned. <laughs> All right. Bye, Bye everybody.
2: Bye.